Hi, everybody. This is Extraordinary, a podcast that profiles ordinary people with extraordinary stories. I'm Jenny Zimmerman. Welcome to the show. Today, my guest is Kelly McNeil. Kelly's a friend of mine from early in my teaching career, and she just has a very incredible life and story to share with us today. I'm really excited for you all to hear from her. And we're going to start today with Kelly's career. After high school, Kelly went to Appalachian State University, and she got a degree in education. I knew from a little girl that I wanted to be a teacher. It was all I ever wanted to do. I mean, I was like a teacher for Halloween. I don't even know how many times. Um, <laughs> so that, there was never any question there. Um, and I always wanted to do high school. I just liked the age group. I loved that we got to read books. When I was in the classroom, it was more about reading than it necessarily was about writing. Like there were all those other aspects of it, but a big part of high school English was the books part of it. Kelly and her husband moved to Asheville to start their married lives together, and she got hired at North Buncombe High School. Immediately, she fell in love with the students, the school, and the community. I have never felt so at home in a school as much as I did in North Buncombe. But what happens when life throws you a curveball? When your dream job and town are ripped out from underneath you? The Great Recession hit, and the consequences reached far. In North Carolina, teachers face layoffs, and Kelly was informed in May of 2009 that her position would be eliminated. This was not the news she wanted to hear. She just found a home in a community that she loved. It was hard. That was so very, very, very hard for me. I was devastated. <laughs> Not lie. I was devastated when I had to leave you guys. Yeah. Well, we still think about you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But Kelly had family in Rockingham. And so she and her husband moved back home. She couldn't find a job teaching high school though when they moved. When I left from Asheville and moved back home to Rockingham, I went into middle school English, which is not teaching books. <laughs> it's a very different world. Um, I did find a way to incorporate the books more and the lessons and the stories and do those more. So, so middle school was not your <laughs> favorite no, and I like I never really wanted to teach middle school. <laughs> it was never in my plans, which you know goes to just kind of what you were saying before about like learning to kind of roll with the punches and what was there. Um, when I came back to Rockingham, there wasn't a high school spot, and there was middle school. And one of my other, she's one of my very best friends. She said, "Kelly, you need to go to the school. I know the principal. I think you are going to be great there. You'll love it." And and so that's what happened. I kind of, there was the spot. I got in with that principal. And while it was never um, in my plan to teach middle school, I think it was completely where I needed to be with, with those kids. It was a, um, it was a tough like area within our district. And those kids just needed somebody to, to, 
not even just be their teacher, just be like their friend and to say, you know, like you can do this. I'm proud of you. And what more, what are, what's your bigger dream? What more do you want to do other than just like stay here? Um, and I love those kids. I still see those kids around town. One of them cuts my boy's hair. Another one does is my grocery girl at the grocery store every week. Like, I mean, I love them. They're amazing. One just graduated and is a nurse. So it, it, it was where I needed to be. It was very hard. It was not the decision that I wanted, like, <laughs> it's not my option, my first choice. And the first year was tough because it was so very different from what I was used to, but it was where I needed to be in the end. As Kelly found a new home in her middle school and got used to her job, life seemed to be falling into place until Kelly got news that changed her story even more and changed her life forever. There's two in there and I know there are two in there. I just knew. Um, I never expected three. And at first they told us two and then they came back three weeks later and they told us three. If you're just joining me, my guest today is Kelly McNeil. Kelly was laid off from her high school English job in Asheville, North Carolina, but she found a new home as a middle school teacher back in her hometown of Rockingham. However, she got news at the end of the school year in 2012 that she knew would impact her life forever. So what um, ended your time as a middle school teacher? I had triplets. Like what types of things went through your mind when you found out that you were going to have triplets? Um, it was like, um, no, go ask Anna to do that, please. Thank you. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> um, it was, I didn't know how I was going to do it because twins are one thing. Twin, I knew I was going to have multiples. So I was okay with two, the three completely threw me because I'm like, I only have two hands. I only have two arms. Like, how am I going to do, like, how do I, how am I going to do all of this? So it was fear was probably the biggest thing. I mean, I cried. I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> Kelly joined a Facebook group that was just for mothers having triplets in 2012. She was able to learn and share with others there. She had a healthy pregnancy and was ready to start life with her husband and her son. But now they'd be a family of six. All three of them came home on the exact same day. So that normally doesn't happen. They, you know, it's like you get this one this day and then like two days later, this one, and a couple days later, this one. They were in the NICU for two weeks. Then they all came home on the same day. Describe those first few weeks at home. It's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember anything? I, and this is not a lie. I remember things because of Facebook posts and Facebook. Ah. Like that is how I can remember certain things because I, it was just, it was, it's just all a blur. I mean, it really is. It was just constant, like feed, 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 sleep, 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 feed, 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 sleep, sleep, sleep. Um, my grandmother came and stayed with me 
for the first month that they were born. Uh, my mother-in-law, she lives, you know, we're in the same town. So she came and helped a lot as well during that first year. Yeah, those first, like, definitely the first year, even going partly into the second year, it was all just a blur. And it was very, and I'm still this way, routined and scheduled. Everything was a routine and I had a schedule. And if we were out somewhere and it was coming up on schedule time, I'm like, see you later. I was one of those moms that I'm like, I'm leaving the party. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> because it's time for them to eat or it's time for them to take a nap. <laughs> How did you make it? What things did you do for yourself? What strength did you pull on? Like, what were some things that helped you survive a pretty crazy time that you know, not many of us have been through. A lot of it was just, I mean, it, they're your kids, you know, so you're going to do whatever you need to do. My husband is amazing and is, you know, helped in every way that he could and know what comes next. Like this comes next. I also learned um, what is important and what is not important. Mm -hmm. I learned very quickly like some of these things are necessary some of these things are not um Can you give some examples of what you mean by that like um and, and like i automatically think of things like you don't need a diaper warmer or a <laughs> like those kind of, you know what i mean like those those are the kinds of things like and they're all like oh you need this and you need this and i'm like no i don't like all this child needs is love nurturing support and they can sleep in the dresser drawer with a blanket and be fine like that's truly all these children need and and food and so I, I really learned like this is necessary this is not even as they got older we went through a long period where I didn't have chairs in my house like we did not have dining room chairs because they crawled all over them and I couldn't get them off of it so I was finally like get rid of the chairs we're done no more chairs no more side tables like we don't have those things in this house right now so we went through like a two-year period where we did not have dining room chairs but even like even certain things like Social media isn't a necessity. Like that's not something that you need. I don't I, like, I need to know that my kids are cared for. I need to have sleep. I need to make sure that they're getting sleep, that they're getting food and, and really just like love and support is what kept me going is those friends that would come by and say, let me sit with them for like an hour and you go take a nap or would show up with dinner. Hey, I made dinner for you. Here you go. Like those kinds of things were way more important than, you know, any of the material things, any of like, let's go out, anything like that. And love her kids. She does. I spoke with Davis and the McNeil triplets. So I did an interview with your mom earlier today because she's awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> yeah, hear that. Was like, what? And Hi. tell me your name and how old you are, everybody, first. I'll just let y'all go. Wait, wait. First, first you did Okay, let's go in order. Y'all know your order. Okay, go. I, I you know, go first. Your name and how old you are. Davis Bunis McAneelis, uh, 13. All right. 
Who's next? You know. Oh, God. Okay. I'm scared, okay? How I'm scared. Old your name and how old? On Trick McNeil. On Trick McNeil, I'm eight years old. P.S. I'd like to show you. <laughs> Good job. He's That's you. Okay. You're next. Tell her your name. Can you tell her your name? Do you remember your name? Lee. You can do it. Come on. Her name yeah, is Leah. Yeah, yeah, her son is her. Oh, that's okay. I know you're sick, aren't you? Your mom said you were not sick. She had a stomach bug. Yes. Oh, her name. That's no good. How old are you? You chill out, Leah, if you don't feel like it. It's okay. She's eight years old. Okay. All right. All right, Anna. Your turn. Come here, Anna. It's okay. What's your name? Anna Mae Neal. And how old? Eight. You're eight. All right. Um, your mom is an extraordinary person. Yes. What makes your mom really super? What are some of your favorite things about your mom? Uh, I don't know. I do too. She is loving, caring, kind, sweet, and loving. I don't know if I already said that. Aw. Perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Kelly's triplets are now eight years old and they are thriving, but that's still not the end of the McNeil family story. How old are you? Tell her your name. Ellie. And how old are you? Five. Good job. Awesome. Ellie is, oh Lord, Ellie is a firecracker. Ellie was my surprise. Um, she was the one that I didn't know I needed, like God knew I needed her. I find out I'm pregnant and I'm like, are you kidding me? But apparently God thought we needed her in our lives. And we totally do now. Like she is, she's a mess. She is just our fun, sweet, loving, caring girl. It seems like you guys feel and are complete now that she's there. 100%. <laughs> so it's now the McNeil seven. Kelly, her husband, Jonathan, and their kids. Davis, Owen, Leah, Anna, and Ellie. Kelly's skills as a teacher have certainly come in handy as the mom of five. She taught us how not to fight. She taught us how Whoa. to be loving. She taught us how That's to work That's together. That's good. Ellie, do you have anything? What lesson your mommy has taught you? She she taught us how she taught us not to be mean to each other, and she taught us to play together, and she taught us not to you know not aggravate her. <laughs> how, how in the world does she keep all of you guys straight? Does she Is keep all of this organized? I should write it on a piece of paper. I write it on a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Does she have rules and things that she does to organize you guys that help keep everything kind of yes. working at your house? Yes, yes. We have, we have Can you give me some chart. examples of those things? We have a chore chart. We have two chore charts. One is days and, and our chores. Okay. What else? How does she keep it running smooth? Um, um, I don't know. What else do I do to keep you guys in line? What do we do? Wait. Everybody, we have 
routines and schedules. What time do y'all go to bed every night? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Well, then again, for me, it's seven o'clock. Everybody knows when they go to bed. Seven o'clock. Me I like that seven o'clock. I need to get mine at sleeping a little yeah. early. Going to bed a little earlier. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else that you want to say about why your mom is fantastic? Your favorite things about her. What makes her super awesome? She plays with us. She teaches us. She loves us. She builds puzzles with us. Nice. I think that um, anybody who does follow you or who knows you or who has known you over the years at any point in this story, I think that one thing that always um, amazes me about you, especially, is that you do not put anything negative out there in the world. Like you don't. And um, I guess as we sort of wrap up, like you've given a lot of details and even in telling this story, you're very happy about it. And you're just like, it is what it is. So what, you know, the people who are going to be listening to this do not have triplets, you know, some might, some not. Um, but what is some advice? Again, you've had lots of change from when we started our conversation from when you had, you know, had to leave a school that you loved teaching a whole new, um, you know, grade level of students and then your triplets and then Ellie. Um, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that those are major, major changes. Um, but how, like, how do you sort of keep such a sunny disposition? And what is some advice that you have for any listener, whether they're a parent or not, just about how to push through and be so happy? Um, I mean, it's kind of cheesy and it's, it's, y'all have heard it 500 times before, but there's always a silver lining. There's always a reason for, even if it's negative, I mean, leaving North Buncombe it was horrible. Like, I mean, it really was, I was devastated, but it led me to being able to be back home and with and having the family help that we needed when the triplets came, because if I were in Asheville, I wouldn't have had that. Um, so, you know, even with teaching um, at the middle school, it wasn't my plan, but I have friends that I now refer to as, you know, they're my cousins is what we call each other. Like uh, that they're my cousins and we get together every month for dinner. Um, so there's always a silver lining. It may take you um, a little bit to get to find it. Um, you know, but there's always something that is good within the mess. And if you can find the good within the middle of the mess or within the chaos, um, then, then, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to make it through. Thank you so much to Kelly for sharing her story with us. And even though her triplets are eight years old now and almost all her kids are in school, I think that Kelly's story really resonates with us today because we've had so much change. Uh, after the Great Recession, that's when Kelly lost her job. But also we've seen here with the pandemic, so many people have lost jobs. 
And for some, that has been really hard. And for others who, like Kelly, have been able to find a silver lining, it's led to new discoveries, new jobs, renewed interest in things that people pushed aside before. So as I leave you today, just think about that advice that Kelly gave us. Um, Always find the good and always look for that silver lining. We'd love for you to share times when you've made it through and what silver linings you have found at any point in your life or especially now during the pandemic. Share with us on our social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at extra underscore ordinary. And we hope you'll join us next week as we explore another extraordinary story of an ordinary person. I'm Jenny Zimmerman, and thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Extraordinary. Ordinary.